All right, we are here for the very first podcast, the First Serve podcast. Uh, I'm Nick Kaufman, the host, and this is just going to be a fun outlet for me to just talk about all things tennis, but, you know, in a fun way because, honestly speaking, right now, tennis is boring as hell with all the coverage (laughs) going on, and I'm sure you hear my uh, first ever guest on the podcast actually laughing in the background. We'll get to her in a second, but like I said, this podcast is, you know, just going to be a fun little thing for me to do to just hash out, give all my opinions, views, and talk about tennis, something that I'm super passionate and love. And a little bit about myself, I go to USC. Uh, I'm a senior journalism, studying journalism. I grew up playing tennis since I was six years old. I've been a ball kid, or I was a ball kid at Indian Wells for six years. I've worked at, you know, some of the biggest pro tournaments in the world. I've I now work for the USC tennis team. I'm also, you know, doing media for pro and college tennis. So um, I've surrounded myself around the game. I also grew up playing junior tennis. So I think I, I have a lot of opinions on the sport. Love Would love to share them with people. And I'm going to have some exciting guests this year, or at least for this podcast. And that's going to bring me into my very first guest. She's a, I guess we could say fifth year senior I'm now. A super at, senior. Yeah, yeah, a super senior. At USC, it's Constance Brandstein, who uh, you start like two doubles and six singles, so firmly entrenched in the lineup. Super excited to have you here. First first ever guest. How does it feel? Thanks for coming. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we got to start. The biggest news, obviously, in tennis right now is the French Open just finished. Like, when I say French Open, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, at least from this year? Well, obviously, Nadal. I mean... I cannot believe he's just still going and winning this tournament. I mean, he's a legend and he's also like one of my favorite tennis players. So it's so exciting to see him play. And also like for the women's side, kind of a new gen, like coming up and taking a title. It's pretty exciting for tennis. So Okay, we have very different reactions to the French Open then. Because yeah. the first thing I thought was just joke. I was like, this year well, felt like a joke, you know? Okay, honestly... Like, the French Open being on in the middle of the night, either you have to have, like, insomnia to watch it live or, like, you watch it the next day. And for me personally, like, I would see just scores the next day and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was so- First of all, I was just so shocked with the final score. Oh I just God. was hoping it would be, like, a grind fit setter, like, how the U.S. Open was. I mean, like, we had, a, we had our tech oh, yeah, I know. like, on U.S. Open, we were, like, freaking out over, like, every single point and I just, you know... In that term, like, French Open didn't have that for me. Yeah, I was actually about to say, like, yeah. I don't think I texted you once about French Open. No, we didn't have any like, exciting text messages. It was just like, yeah, Nadal won it. I mean, that's still cool, like, historic-wise. But, like, woman's side, I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, what's it, going on? It, I think I think part of it was just the fact that, you know, the U.S. Open was two weeks ago, basically. Right. And it's like, all right, team won the, won the U.S. Open. Oh, guess what? Now we're at Roland Garros. Yeah. Everyone's talking about Nadal. And the way, I think, also just... The players that skipped out and the way the draws panned out on both sides, it just wasn't competitive. I mean, you look at uh, Swiatek when she won, she had a breadstick in every single match yeah. except for one against yeah. Jeannie Bouchard. Like, that's not fun tennis to watch. And then I think at one yeah. point we even saw Simona Hallett moonballing. I was like, right. I'm sorry, Simona, but this isn't, you know boys tens like levels like yeah, a boys 10 level tennis seven is definitely right now i think it's just so open with who's winning who's not there's yeah. no like that Djokovic or nadal and 
other than obviously Serena Williams right now. But, yeah. you know, I think that's like an exciting thing, but also like at the same time, people are like, who's this winning or who's this? Like, yeah, exactly. You it's know, like, there's not like that one star right now other than Serena, which I love Serena, but, um, you know, we don't have like those people that are challenging her. Quite no, yet. exactly. And it's like one of those things in women's tennis specifically, like the parody is great, but it's almost too much where you have just some random, random players that, if you're not a tennis fan, you have no clue who that is. Yeah. Even I mean, most I'm, tennis fans I'm have here. no clue I'm who they are. I'm really a tennis fan at this point. So. Yeah. It's like, when when are the big, when are we going to get big players and when are they going to step up? And then yeah. even, you know, on the men's side, I mean, team, I would have loved to see him win. I'm a huge team fan. Yeah. Um, me too. Team, team all me the too. way. Yeah. And I think you could tell he was just gassed. It's been a, an emotional and a very physical month for him, so... I'll give him a pass for losing in the quarters to Schwartzman. <laughs> but other than that, there was no one else in the draw where I'm like, he's going to do something. He's going to make it exciting. Right. right. I agree. And like even the finals, I don't know what your thoughts were on the finals uh, for the men's with Djokovic and Rafa, but you have everyone. I remember checking Twitter. Everyone on Twitter, at least in tennis, is like, oh, Rafa's going to lose. Like this is all Novak's. Novak's yeah. going to win. And, and I just want to be like, hold up. You guys realize we're playing at Roland Garros right yeah. now. Like, yeah. I just think people want to stir stuff. I think yeah. what happened with US Open with Djokovic, I mean, that was a story that really just swept away fast. And is anyone talking about that now? Oh, my God. Well, that's the thing is no one talks about the actual thing of Djokovic hitting a lineswoman. Yeah. But all I see on Twitter now from, I swear, every tennis journalist, like Ben Rothenberg in particular, every time Djokovic wins a match he somehow ties it somewhat back to that. He'll be like, oh, this is, you know, another win. Like, Djokovic still hasn't lost a match when he's made it past the first mm -hmm. set. Mm -hmm. Or Djokovic still hasn't lost a match when he hasn't 360 no-scoped a lineswoman. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, you could say maybe it doesn't count, but I think it counts. I agree. I mean, I think it counts. You broke the rules. He got disqualified. Yeah. A loss is a loss. Let's move on. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. And that's kind of why I'm glad. I mean, a lot of reasons why I'm glad Rafa won, but one of the reasons is now people are going to finally sh shut up about the whole Novak undefeated season when, first of all, have we had a season? No. Yeah, no. And I mean, and I think it's just such an open plate. I mean, you can have bad losses as a top player. You can have, like, you know, these up-and-comers, but really, what year is this? I mean... Are people training? How stressed are people? Like, yeah. what did they have COVID? Did they get sick? Do they have family members who got sick? I just think there's too many factors into like, you can't define everything this year. Yeah. And, and it also just shows like some resilience in people too, like with Theme and Djokovic. Like, obviously, probably 90% of the tour who's at their level um, were, were training at some sort. Yeah. So, exactly. And I, I agree with the whole thing. You can't. Everything this you have to take with a grain of salt because yeah. we haven't really had a yeah, year. Yeah, like tennis. this year, like for me personally, like I took it as a no judgment. Like after my season was canceled, it was just like a no judgment year in terms of training and playing tournaments and stuff. And yeah. I feel like the pros kind of felt the same. I know, like I watched a Jeannie Bouchard interview and she was like, you know, when she played one of her first matches back, I can't remember the tournament, but she was like, I think it was Prague or something. Yeah, right? yes, like yes, yeah. it was. And she was talking about how she's going to go out there and play loose because she has nothing to lose because she's like this is my first tournament back and whatever at this point I'm just gonna throw myself in yeah um, so I feel like quite a few players have felt like that 
Yeah, as and well. actually, you kind of just beat me to it. But what was it like? You know, your season, your senior season, yeah. getting cut short. I think I know the guys for SC were like that day they were supposed to play against UCLA. Mm-hmm. I think you guys had a match that day as well. Or yeah, we were supposed to play Pepperdine that weekend. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been an exciting match as well. So what, like, what's going through your head when you know your coach comes in or you read on Twitter? Season's canceled. We're done. Yeah, I mean, I will always remember that day of getting called into our team room and getting announced that we're canceled. And I would never thought my college career would end at that point because I was so, I mean, no one had any answers to what was going to happen next. So my first initial thought was, wow, I mean, this is, is this it for me? I mean, am I going to play on, like, play on the tour? That's not even a choice right now. Like, what am I really going to do? So all I had to do at that point is stay calm. And, you know, I realized a lot of things in perspective. I mean, like the day, it was kind of like our last match was against Cal. And the day after we played Cal, my grandmother passed away. And I think that puts so much in perspective of like, wow, like I had a season, but also like so many like growth edges that I experienced too. Like I didn't realize how deteriorated I was like physically and emotionally and everything until like we were canceled. And it took me like a week for my body to process that like our season was canceled. Yeah. So that must've just been like a whirlwind. Yeah. It was of, kind like... of just a whirlwind of like news and emotions and everything. And you know, when you're playing a season for me playing for three years, full seasons, um, you kind of just program yourself. Like I cannot like get tired. I cannot like feel deteriorated. You kind of just get into this mode that you just like, there's no excuses and there's nothing. And the fact that like my body was not ready to process in like March that like I could be done. So, um, it's yeah. definitely hard. And I think that's the interesting to that people don't understand with college tennis specifically is, you know, yes, it's technically a spring sport, but you guys are playing year round. It's all year round. I yeah. mean, I think there's just like the stigma of like, oh, you're a spring sport. It's like, no, we're like an every month sport because I mean, during the summer, you're trying to play tournaments, either professional tournaments, money tournaments, anything to like show you that your college coaches, that you're still training and you're working really hard. And for yourself, if you want to have a professional career, you have to play in the summers. Yeah. Um, In the fall, you play fall tournaments. So you play college tournaments that is funded by the school and you play like through NCAA or through whatever NCAA rules. So you play about three or four events. Well, yeah, we just had ITAs yeah, exactly. this past week. And so usually that's like funded by like you go like with your teammates and now it's like I'm going by myself and there's no yeah. college coaches there. Um, so you have your fall tournaments and then you're training every day at like weights and running and extra practice because it's technically our off season, but you're still playing tournaments every weekend pretty much. Um, and then the spring is go time. So there's pretty much no downtime other than for me, it's like christmas like that's it. yeah you're pretty much full yeah. go so kind of going back to the whole like you know you had like it took a, about a week for you to kind of process everything that happened yeah. with, with covid your season getting canceled what what were the next steps were you like i'm going straight into the gym i'm going back on the court right. or you know everything was kind of shut down were you i'm just going to shut it down mm-hmm. when things open up again i'll start doing things or were mm-hmm. you kind of day one i want to get back at it doing home workouts all that stuff right. what what happened once it sort of settled yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, once it settled in, I kind of made the decision for myself to take a little bit of time off. So I took like a full two weeks off of tennis on court, which for some people are like two weeks, that's it. Yeah, for tennis, for it tennis feels like it's a like, year. That's forever. Yeah, that was a long time for me, okay? And it kind of just, and I was going on like runs and just doing like things that you can do in COVID. Like you can go on walks, yeah. you can be with, you know, your close family and, you know, and that's about it. So, um, that's pretty much what I did for the first two weeks. And then once 
um, you know, a tennis facility opened up and I have an aunt who has a private court in her backyard. Thank God. She like let me use it. Um, so that kind of got me back into tennis. And I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was a little burnt out. Like I was just like, whoa, I played a lot of tennis and I felt like I had so much more in me. And I just think that like so much life things happen and I'm like, I, I'm a human, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel tired and burned out. And but this pandemic may really help me like kind of build back up and I honestly feel like stronger than ever. So that's good. And so you are yeah. coming back for, yeah. for your yeah. I guess, so second coming, senior season. I am, I am coming back. So right now, um, obviously we can't be on campus right now. So that's why we're at my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm kind of just going like week by week. We have team meetings still via Zoom of like when we're going to come back and kind of updates that they give us. But that's pretty much all they give us. And the best things that we can do is just like obviously like stay within the protocols, have like honesty with yourself of what you're doing and train as much as you can. Um, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So what does it look like in those sort of team Zoom calls? Are you guys doing like those stupid third grade first day of class icebreakers or <laughs> like what is it because no I mean our team we get creative like okay so we have two hour zoom meetings on Fridays and it gets long but um you know our teammates I mean we have like a fun time we like really u- utilize the chat yeah. and the zoom and we snapchat each other during sometimes but we get stuff done I mean our coach is doing the best she can at this point and um you know, just kind of just see everyone's faces. Like some people yeah. are like, oh, we have a two hour meeting. But I look at, at like the outside of it. You're like, oh, I have an 830 Friday meeting. But like on the outside of it, you want to you want to be there. And because you don't want to like come and see people you haven't seen for nine months. You're like, oh, hi. Like, what, what are you guys doing? You know, so we have teammates who are international and people are training all over the place. So we take we keep in touch as like much as we can. And um yeah, it's nice to see people's faces every Friday. Yeah, that's good. And so, I mean, is the team tight, like super close? Are you guys always talking, like the group chat's always popping off? Or is it Yeah, I think, I think it goes in phases. And... I think we're kind of like the real housewives. We're like maybe a few people are besties and then the other people are besties. But there's like really no like beef. Like there's yeah. not like a big like, oh my gosh, our culture is whatever. Um, but overall, I mean, every every team in college tennis has their things no team is perfect everyone has something that's wrong everyone has gone through something but overall our team like what we are really good at is each person individually has that self-motivation where eventually like we all have that common goal like okay you may not like the color blue and i might like the color pink but like we're gonna we both know that we want to play tennis every day so yeah so you guys are kind of all so that's kind of like where our common ground is like everybody works super hard and we have good morals and like honestly we have really good character on our team yeah Yeah. that's great so have you been able to you know see your teammates in person over the summer yeah i saw a few of them i saw angela aaron danny um claire incoming um like grad transfer from princeton so we like hit with each other a little bit so that was really nice to see teammates honestly it was really refreshing and aaron um actually trains at the same place as me so it's cool like seeing her pop in every once in a while yeah and so what is it what does i guess training look like are you guys getting sort of from your coaches are you getting sort of here's your fitness regiment every day yeah so regiment or is it kind of you're on your own yeah it it's on our own but USC has really provided us with like really good 
things to utilize. Um, our strength coaches gave us this app called Bridge and it kind of lays out every day you can be doing like a workout from here, whether you're at home or how much equipment you have or don't. So that's been really helpful. Like when I have days where I need to use the gym or I have a gym or I can just use a field, I literally just click on the app and I have like a workout set up because I'm not this workout guru that can yeah. figure it out on my own, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's nice that our strength coach, Darian, has really like set us up on, yeah. on that stuff. And then what about sort of tennis specifically? Yeah. Is that just sort of tennis? you schedule your own hits yeah, or is tennis, Allison like... I, yeah, Allison like could give us advice and do it, but she can't really do much for us just because technically we're not, we're not in season. Like we're yeah. not like supposed to be training like on campus. So she can't be like, everyone has to train because you technically have the option to opt out and not train at all if you really wanted to, which is not an option. That's not, I yeah. would never do that. Um, but yeah, for me training, I hit with, um, at Advantage Tennis Academy. So they've been with me since I was like 10. They've okay. known me for like, big, big rivals with Wild. Yeah. I, I went to Wild <laughs> no, for a couple of years. So. <laughs> if, they, if they wanted me one day, maybe I'd go there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been with Advantage since I was like 10. I've always gone there as like my safe place pretty much when I'm off season or I need hit extra hits. So they've honestly been so good to me. I can show up and they have a hit for me when I come in and out, which I sometimes do. That's the best feeling yeah. in the world. Where you can just show up and be like, I need a hit with someone like no, like Court Jimmy, three. Jimmy Johnson, our head coach there, is like my, he's the best. He, I'm, He's like, you're lucky I like you because you just show up sometimes. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> no, my coach is the exact same way with yeah. me when I'm back home. I'll just yeah. roll up in. I'm like, hey, Kywin, like. Yeah. I'm here and, to hit. And, and like, it's been fun because, like, I'm hitting with a completely different crowd that I didn't anticipate in the fall of my super senior year, I guess. I'm hitting with boys that are, like, top in their um, age category and, like, boys 18s and stuff. So I have a younger a younger crowd that is that I've been hitting with. So it's pretty funny. Well, that's fun. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you Hitting been... with high school boys that are top in – they're so good at tennis where oh, yeah. one kid could probably, he's talking to school, like all the Pac-12 schools and every school, whatever. And he like beats me so bad all the time, but we still kind of grind it out and they all troll me sometimes. Oh, it's pretty fu funny. Like having high school boys, like talk to me like that. Oh my God. It, <laughs> I do not want to go back to being like in high school. That yeah. Guys are wild in high They're school. They're so awkward, especially, I'm sorry, but tennis guys in high school, <laughs> It's just so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, tennis guys in high school. Uh, oh, I remember when I was in best. juniors, I just, I, I, now looking back, I'm like, wow, some, some guys are pretty awkward. <laughs> oh my God. It's, there are horror stories from like yeah. junior tennis, like high yeah. school they tennis. They just love tennis so much. It's so funny. It's, it's cute that they're there for like eight hours a day. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to hit for eight hours a day. Yeah, you like but... live with, on the courts, like yeah. your shoe, like the bottom of your shoe is the same blue as the Yeah, court. these guys like, just grind all day. It's very impressive yeah. for me to be around so like you said you're coming back for your super senior season yes yes what what was that process like was it just sort of like a michael scott moment where you just sort of screamed out i'm coming back or did you have to you know f notify your coach or fill out some paperwork okay with the NCAA, i don't or? know if i was just like in the dark about this but i actually found out over social media <laughs> that i could come back i was like wait am i like am i finding I out come news back? like yeah. a like <laughs> over social media if I can come back and I did I we posted it on our USC women's tennis Instagram and it was like the seniors have their extra year and we're like wait what and I didn't know what that meant in terms of like scholarship mm. or whatever I didn't know the logistics of everything I just knew I can come back and I didn't know what that really meant so I kind of still waited it out and I wasn't sure like 
am I, do I have scholarship? Like what's going to go, what, what is this going to look yeah. like for me? Am I, I don't know. And so I actually had to sign another like NLI type thing eventually to come back. So yeah. So you had like another like whole signing day. You set up yeah, the table. Yeah, I like should have had a signing day. I think you should have. It yeah. would have been so much fun. Yeah, I signed my NLI to USC actually at Wimbledon. Um, okay, that's a that's a humble brag. Yeah, like yeah. not a big deal I signing was it at in Wimbledon. Line at like the players, I don't know, some office. Okay, oh, there's the some pros okay. walking around, whatever. I was in line. I'm like, hi, um, I had to print out something to sign into my college. Can I use your printer? Oh my God. <laughs> so I used uh, the official Wimbledon's printer to print out my NLI to sign it. That's the greatest. That's the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, and you know what? You know how dumb I I am. I didn't take a picture. I didn't have any oh documentation God. on that. So that's. I I would I would have pulled one of the photographer like Jimmy Forty Eight or whoever who takes like all I the know. WTA or ATP pictures. I know, but that's something I always remember. I guess oh, when my yeah. sister. Played played Wimbledon and you know I printed out my NLI there three years ago four years ago (laughs) that's so oh my god I didn't even know that about you that's incredible I know I should have that as a fun fact about me yeah that's the that's the funnest (laughs) fact like that's the first thing you should say like I signed my Uh, NLI at Wimbledon by the way my name's Constance yeah like that's the first thing you should be telling oh 100% you should need to be telling people like like the fact that you went up use the Wimbledon printer Signed it at Wimbledon. Like, yeah. was it, were you on a deadline? You had to get it done that day or was it just, um, oh, you know what? I'm kind of motivated. I verbal to USC, I think a week or two before I was planning to go to Wimbledon and Allison happened to send me the papers when it was ready when I was in England. So it just worked out. It just happened <laughs> that way while you're at. So why were you at Wimbledon then? My sister Carson was competing in the juniors and I think that year she made the quarterfinals I believe I really don't remember what, what year was it I think it was 20 it had to be 2017 yeah, okay so then we was... went to Wimbledon the same year no way wait what yeah I went when I graduated high school Stop. I went to Wimbledon as a grad gift and yeah, I because went I came into USC my sophomore year so. yeah yeah exactly I went as a grad gift 2017 and I watched Nadal Djokovic and Murray on center court. No way. And then I saw Dominic team on court number one. Oh, I watched that match. I watched it. I, yeah. I think I watched a match of team on center court. So that we was, were. I at, think the only pro match I watched. We were at Wimbledon at the same time. Yeah. That's so weird. That's I felt. That's I saw wild. so many people who I haven't seen in years at Wimbledon because when Carson plays, obviously it's online. What course she's mm-hmm. playing on everything, and suddenly people I haven't seen in years from the tennis world would come up to me. Oh my gosh, if you see that Carson's playing on this court, and I've had so many people come up to me during Wimbledon, um, as my sister was playing, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's got to be wild from the player side at a Grand Slam, especially like junior players. I've heard some crazy stories from. You know, the players at Roehampton and everything yeah. going on, like, yeah. what what was it like, you know, being there? For me, I wish I experienced something crazy, some drama, yeah. but overall, I really envied, I, I love seeing that, what they were doing. I love to watch practices of pros and see what they do, watch their mannerisms. Like, I'm that weirdo that watches them yeah. practice. I really am not into watching the matches live as much as seeing them in person and seeing like their regimens and what they do and like how they practice up close. Cause that's something I really analyze. I feel like I'm like, yeah. Oh, what can I do? You know, no, I that's always ex- kind of take notes of people. That's exactly how it was. I remember yeah. whenever I was a ball kid, like the month oh, yeah, after you see it, like as the, close as you possibly the month can. after Indian Wells, I would play out of my mind. Like if you look at my record from the middle, from the end of March to the end of April, yeah, 
I swear I won all my tournaments in that period. Yeah. And literally every year I'd copy one mannerism. I think one year I was, you know, uh, bouncing the ball between my oh, legs like sure. John Isner. Yeah. And then another year I was doing, you know, the Federer, like how he kind of leans way forward when he's bouncing the ball before kind of standing back mm-hmm. up. I, I totally get it. I'm a tennis geek myself, so yeah, I, I, it's I more it. fun watching watching the intricate things instead yeah. of no. The I match. had a great time, and there was a time where like Wozniacki, I saw her when she was with David Lee, and David Lee like carried her bag and like watched all her practices. And I I loved that. I was like, oh my gosh, like I would love to have that like a guy hold my tennis bag to my court. <laughs> At that time, I thought that was really cute. Um, but I never saw anything. One time, Carson and I were like bickering, and some I can't remember the devil's. What's the girl? Who's the girl who dated? team oh Modenovic yeah she like laughed at Carson and I when we were bickering we're like Carson I was like Carson you're taking too too long or something I was I think I had a warmer up or something I can't remember but we had our classic like sister but it was at Wimbledon in the players lounge in the gym when like I think who was Dimitrov was lifting weights or something doing some fit footwork drills there's yeah lots of like very good players in in the gym and Carson and I were just in the middle of it like bickering at each other and she was just like laughing at us she's like oh my gosh that's classic. so <laughs> funny how what's the Wimbledon players lounge like I really want to know beautiful um really good food very good oh coffee I highly recommend to people who are exclusive enough no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you're some VIP um but there's I, I'm I'm not that cool. I, there was another lounge that like Federer and Nadal hang out at. That's oh, the like, like champion. That's lounge. even cooler than me. So I I didn't experience that. But overall, being the actual players' lounge, um, it was cool. I loved being in that atmosphere. I saw a lot of people I know from juniors and stuff. So um, it was cool. I loved it. Yeah. So what what's the best food they have in the players' lounge there? Okay, they have these like butter bars. It's so bad for you. I I can't even explain what this is. It's like a bar. It's pretty much like a bar of butter. If you can oh eat God. butter that tasted good, that would be it. So I had that and like a like a blended iced coffee every day. <laughs> that's amazing. That's the best. That's yeah. So, did you have strawberries and cream and of like? Of course. A, did of you course. have a Pim's okay. cup when you were there? Of course. Of course. Did uh, you have like a Pim's cup? No, I didn't. Oh my God! It's like the like the classic drink. It's like a no. It's like a spiked. Is- it's like a spiked iced tea. I was I've never had that. I was crushing them at Wimbledon when oh. I was there. Like, I'd go. I left. I remember it was like I think it was like five pence or pound or whatever it is. It is there. Five you for five pound you get like a oh my a Pim's cup and then for another five pounds you that. get strawberries okay, and cream. Okay, next time I'm at Wimbledon. Yeah. Next time you're there, I'll Pim's to, cup, I'll, amazing. Maybe we'll be there together and we'll run into each Honestly, other. Honestly, we probably will. Yeah. I get this point. I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love to go to slams, especially with you if you're like. It's Tennis Channel or ESPN. Oh, oh that'd my be gosh. so fun. Then I'd have to follow you around. I have to be like, so Nick, do you have a pass for me? <laughs> no, see, I'm going to be an agent. So then I'll oh, get okay, even, even more better, even, even more access. Oh my gosh, even better. Oh yeah, it'll be super I fun. I love that. I love, um, is Wimbledon the only slam you've been to? Or I went to the US Open with Carson as well. Um, that was the year before I went into my first year of college. And that was cool. My sister did really well on it. She'd be... Patapova or something in the semis. She oh, got to the, sem- the semis. She did very Who well. Who did she lose to? That's a good question. I don't know. What year was it? 2016? 2016, I think. Let's yeah, it, it was It was 2016. I can't remember who she lost to, but she played really well in that tournament. Let's see. U.S. Open girls draw 2016. 20, 2016. This, is, this is so great for such podcasting, th- just looking things yeah, up. Yeah, such a middle. throwback. Let's see. Where is the draw? U.S. Open girls singles. Main draw. Here we go. 
We're getting somewhere. Okay. I think. Wait, 2016. Yikes. Who was it? Bottom of the draw. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's so funny. I can't. I can't say that on this podcast. I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble if I bring that up. Cut it out. Oh, uh, we're gonna cut that part. Oh my part. gosh, I had no. I, yeah. I actually remember that match now. You do? Yeah. How was it? Was it bad? Was it good? I I think Carson was just freaked out. I don't know. I don't know if she's freaked out. I think she's tired. I can't remember. Either way, Carson, I'm sorry you lost that match. I was really, po- I'm really rooting for you in that one. Um, yeah. Um, so moving on from that, <laughs> not an awkward transition at all. Yeah. Like how, how was it though at the U.S. Open? Because you know everything there's so just big and massive, and it's yeah. it's the U.S. Open. I mean, it was hot. It was in New York in September, so that's not fun. Um, but. I had such a good time being in the players' lounge, being with my sister. I really can't ask for anything better than that. If I'm not playing, I want my sister to be playing and to be there supporting her. So I was happy to be there every day. I was so appreciative of, you know, she wanted me there. She wanted me on the court with her. She would look at me during points, on big points. So for me, it was just a cool sister experience and also helped me to transition to you know, other girls sometimes ask me for hitting lessons and coaching advice and stuff. So I feel like a part of helping Carson with her tennis has really helped me with my tennis and not only that, with other girls' tennis who I've coached. So I would love that experience. Yeah, and I, I totally get that. Like, yeah. I've been lucky enough to be, for a while, like, part of, part of the team behind the player. Yeah. And that's part of why I want to be, you know, an agent. I love that feeling of supporting the player, being there. Right. You know, on that big point down you know, 30, 40 serving to stay in the match. Yeah. And you, like, they just give you that look. There's it's so such much a good feeling, behind right? It because being a player on the court, it's not just you. There's such a team behind you. And I think people are like, oh, it's an individual sport. It is, but you need a lot of support off court. A lot to, of support off the court. To make it. It's really hard. And, you know, it's a lonely, it's a lonely life unless you have, you know, like 10 people in your team or you have, you know, consistent coaches with you and stuff like that. So it's a tough life and anybody in it, it's like good for you. Mad, mad respect to yeah. anyone trying to be uh, yeah. going pro in tennis. Yeah. It's insanely hard. Yeah. But you know, at the U S open, what, what was the players lounge like? That's what we all, that's what, that's what everyone's here fun. for. It was the year. I think there was summer Olympics happened that year, right? On 2016. 2016. Yeah. Summer yeah Olympics. So there was a lot of Olympians in there. There was that like a fencer who got a gold medal. There was like, there, so there's a lot of gold medalists in there. I honestly don't re- remember all the names. There's a lot of people in there. Yeah. I fell asleep on the couch in the player. I was so tired every day because I was with Carson all day long. And there was one day I had a moment to nap. And I guess I was napping for like an hour. And Pharrell, the singer, was sitting at like next to like from this. Just sitting right next to you. Just on his phone. And I was like on the couch sleeping, I guess, for the next time for like 45 minutes or something. So my mom or someone came out to me and they're like, do you know you fell asleep again, like next to Pharrell? I was like, oh, that's cool. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm that person. I really like, fall asleep like, through what? moments. Yeah. yeah. You just passed I out next to Pharrell. I wish I had cooler things to say, but maybe I slept through it or I was on the court. Yeah, you just passed out. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, okay. So you signed for USC at Wimbledon. You basically take a nap with Pharrell. Just tell people you took a nap with Pharrell. I mean, you technically <laughs> yeah. did. He was there. He was in the vicinity. <laughs> Sorry, Pharrell, if I made you uncomfortable for shouting you out from a random person. But yeah. So those are the two slams you've been to? Yeah. Those Any... are the only two. Hopefully okay. more to come. Well, then I have a humble brag for you. I got to go to the French Open. Yeah. Lucky. So much fun. If you want 
amazing food in the players' lounge. That's what I want to do. The French Open food. My next one is it's French. It's unreal. I think that if I had to choose another slam to go to, it'd be French by far. I, I've always wanted... I've never been to France, so... Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so much fun. At the French Open, it's... The food... I, I've been going on... While the French Open's been gone, I think all my friends hate me because I've just been talking about the food in the players' lounge. It's really what it's about. It's, People get picky, and I yeah. am a, such a food person when... I mean, especially tennis players are so healthy or like some people eat little like one time I thought saw at US Open, I was team pulled out of his match that year and I saw him probably like 30 minutes after he got off the court and he was like, I'm getting a cheesecake. I was like, good for you, yeah. Dominic. And you know, you know what the crazy thing is? That's probably the first sweet he'd had in like a month. Probably. The first time he had a cheesecake yeah, in Yeah, I got years. to witness uh, Dominic team eating a sweet so yeah you've seen everything in tennis i just i'm so happy you're interviewing me i just yeah so much dirt for you we're just uncovering everything about tennis like you heard it here first on on first serve dominic team eats cheesecake <laughs> i'm so glad you picked such an interesting person to interview <laughs> like this is this is incredible i don't think you'd find this anywhere else no you wouldn't you wouldn't like so, I think you're his, welcome for this his fitness trainer would like Come beat us up if he found out. I like, know, I know. Seriously, don't disclose the city that we're yeah, in. Yeah, no, Dominic, we didn't, we didn't, yeah, we didn't witness that. I hope he listens to this. That'd oh my be God. cool. That'd be, in, that'd be like, we should DM all time. You should guess. DM it to him. Yeah, I'm like, just gonna hey, DM be like, hey, face. like, come on my podcast, or I'm gonna release the fact that you've eaten a cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh my God. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, coming now, you say you're super tight with your sister. Obviously, she, yes. she was at USC this past yeah. year dealt with injuries and now she's at Virginia yeah what what's that been like for you I mean I that mean, can't be like an easy transition yeah, maybe yeah or? okay yeah I've been I've been asked this question actually I haven't been asked this question I feel like people are afraid to ask me when there's really not a thing to be afraid to ask yeah me because first of all I'm not really supposed I'm I technically if the pandemic never happened I would not be at USC so continuing that Carson made the decision to leave and of course me staying I selfishly wanted her to stay but overall I just want her to be happy and she's really happy at UVA right now and that's all I really want for yeah, her. Yeah she looks yeah. so happy there. I yeah. mean I think every day I see on her story like I love it here it's amazing this is the best. Yeah. Which I think that's all you can really ask for. For sure. And you know you just said you love being there supporting your sister I mean. For sure. UVA grad school. Yeah. Super, super senior. Yeah, maybe. Oh my gosh. I know. We'll see. But yeah, I hope to visit her at least. She wants me to visit her in the next month or so. So hopefully before school kind of yeah. kicks back into, I can visit her for the weekend or something. Um, well, you know, like I'm sitting in your house right now. So obviously <laughs> like, you, I'm sure you're like super close with your family. We just watched your yeah. cousin unfortunately beat the Dodgers. <laughs> um, not about that. So how important is family for you? Oh my gosh. I mean, I wouldn't be here where I am today if it wasn't for my family and my support system. My sisters and I growing up, my older sister Cassidy played tennis at UC Irvine as well. So my sister and I, older sister and I were actually teammates first. So some people don't know that. Um, but my sister and I were teammates first and Cassidy really helped me with the routes of college tennis and working hard and being on a team because I was I think any college freshman on a tennis team, it's an adjustment. My oh, sister really helped me adjust. Um, so I give her credit into my transition to USC and, um, you know, we grew up all playing tennis together and 
if someone didn't feel like tennis, playing tennis one day, I guarantee you someone else was feeling like playing tennis that day. So we were all competitive with each other. So I think that's what kept us going when we were younger. Yeah. So you guys always just like if, you know, Carson didn't want to play, you could go to Cassidy and yeah, vice versa. exactly. And like, we all pushed each other and we were all wanted to be better than each other in like a healthy way, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy growing up. I look back and I'm like, how did we do that? Every weekend we'd be playing tournaments. All my sisters are different ages, three different age groups, going to three different like tournament sites, playing the same tournament. Someone's playing at eight, three girls playing at 8 a.m. at three different sites, like oh things like that. I could you not have happened. And with two parents, I'd be the one who'd always get dropped off. <laughs> I don't know oh, why. I, I growing up, yeah. I hate, like I banned my parents from showing up to my really? matches. Cause my dad would like, my dad would try and coach me. Cause See, I wanted my coaches. mom to coach me so badly. Oh, no. Cause I believe my mom, I, and she did do this for me. She was like, if you, if you listen to me, I'll get you to be top 10 in the 14s in Southern California. I was like, okay. And I listened to her and I actually became that. So I think I had this craving of wanting her to always be at my matches. Yeah. But I think she knew I could fight for myself and she just wanted to be at my sister's matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was crazy no, growing was, up with three sisters playing tennis. <laughs> I, I bet. And so that's why that kind of brings me to my next question that I'm yeah. dying to know is about the Barbie car. Oh my god! The Barbie car story. What Barbie car? What car? You know, you know exactly what story. I'm when talking I was younger. About. Yeah. Oh my gosh! With Carson and I. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carson and I would always play outside and do all these weird, schemy things. Okay, so is this one when I wanted a Barbie car? I think. Let me check really quick. It. She said the Barbie car story. Um. Let's see. Oh yeah, you drifted the gnarly. Oh, drift. I drifted it. Okay. 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 Okay, this was the funniest thing I think Carson and I have ever experienced together as sisters. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So we had, in our old house, we had this big, we had we were on this property of like over an acre lot and we had like a bigger like RV garage that like sloped down. It was like a big, it was like a deep hill. It was like, it, it, like you know the UCLA oh, hill? Yeah. It was that kind of steepness. You see emphasis on yes, the L. Yes, okay. Major emphasis on the yeah, L. Yes, um, I had this Barbie car I was way too big for it. I was well grown out of it. And I was like, Carson, I'm going to go down the hill and you're going to wait at the end for me. So Carson, little Carson was at the end. I think I was like 12 or no, I was probably 10. I went down the hill and I was like, yeah, I'm going down the hill. And all of a sudden I started turning. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I like for probably five seconds, I like drifted sideways. And then the whole Barbie cart tilted as (laughs) Far as it could possibly go, slow mo, and then it went right. Back. And it just snapped right back. And then Carson and I looked at each other, and we laughed so hard, and we will never forget that for the rest of our lives. We were like reference it almost on a daily basis. She's like, "Remember the Barbie car thing?" Like if I'm nervous to go on like a date or talk to a guy, she's like, "Constance, remember the Barbie car?" And I was like, "Yeah, I remember yeah, the Barbie car." Let's do this. It's like one of those things where like you know you're like that oh yeah. shit moment. We're like. What's going to happen? It was the funniest thing that's ever... I think that was the funniest thing Carson and I have ever that's experienced. So, I wish that was on tape. That was so funny. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. I love how you mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Come <laughs> on. I, I have good sources. Oh, my I know where gosh. to get from. This is exciting. What else do you know about me? <laughs> A lot. I mean, we can talk about Indian Wells and, and Cressy there. Oh, my God. Your date with Cressy. <laughs> I know we were texting about this the other day. <laughs> Hopefully, he remembers me. Oh, my gosh. I had such a nice day with him. Yeah, did you guys just spend the day together? Okay, this is what happened. Every when Max Cressy, I if he listens to this, uh, God help him. But <laughs> I don't know him that well. Whatever. Okay, here we go. 
So him and one of my good friends, Nick Burchenko, he plays at LMU. Um, we were all engineers. We were all awkward high schoolers, okay? Yeah. Max Cressy comes into town and all the girls are like, oh my gosh, he's this French and he guy. And he came in the wild he van, right? It's a while. We're like, oh my gosh. All the advantage girls were like, OMG, Max Cressy. Also, really quick before you continue, I mean, were you actually playing in a junior tournament if a wild van wasn't there? I know, seriously. Like, or advantage. Or, or advantage. But Either wild was definitely the worst. They so they came, They flooded every tournament. They show up and they have like 10 kids. Yeah. I was one of those kids oh one, like one summer that rolled up. I probably hated you. You probably did. It was the funniest yeah. thing. And I remember... We would always have to share a hotel room. Yeah. And it was like three people, at least for me, I was in a, it was three of us in the same hotel room and there were only two beds. And all of us looked at each other and were like, we're not sharing a bed. Oh my gosh. And so we basically like. That's horrible. And basically whoever, um, I think the first night, one of us didn't have a match. So that person slept on the floor. And then the next night, no whoever way. played the lowest ranked player, they would sleep on the floor. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So That's like crazy. Yeah. So oh, there's some wild, crazy wild oh stories God. from like traveling. So I know all about the classic, wild vans. Classic. But anyways, wild. Cressy rolls up in his wild van looking like a French god. Okay. So this is what happened. He comes out. I see him talking to like I don't know. He, I think he was by himself. This is when I like could catch him. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was probably 16. Okay, everyone. Just I'm not 23 at this time. I'm 16 years old. Um. I knew that he we had one mutual friend. I'm like, okay, I can just blurt out somebody that I that we both know and like maybe he'll want to hang out with me or something. I don't know. I, I literally just wanted to talk to him. So it turned into I walked up to him. I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> and he's like looked at me like this crazy person. He's like, I'm like, do you know Nick Burchenko? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Well, how do you know him? I'm like, well, I play tennis. Blah, blah, blah. I literally slid in so well. I think that I had better game then than I do now. No, you're dripping with game then. That was yeah. smooth. And so then I just started talking. I'm like, oh, so where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. I We had this whole conversation. I don't remember everything. I just remember that I'm like, oh, got him. I was like, cool. And um, and I was like, oh, well, I'm just here like a friend. I like ditched my friends. I was like, that girl. I wanted to be that girl. Just for one day, I wanted to be. And everyone supported it because we all thought Max Cressy was really cute. Yeah, you, you were clot chasing. Yes. No, well, not at that time. But, you know. I didn't know he was going to play the U.S. Open. But anyway, so we walked. So then he's like, well, do you want to walk? Long story short, he's like, do you want to walk around? And I was like, I was like, yes. I was like, sure, let's do it. And then I'm like, Constance, you have, this was my 16-year-old brain. I'm like, Constance, you have T minus two hours with this guy so make the best of it so we like walked up watched a match together and i'm like i don't want this right now and i was like i'm just gonna walk around and i want to show him off like it's like i'm with max Cressy right now <laughs> and we like walked around the ground side and i saw so many people i knew and everyone was like hey constance i was like oh hi hi everyone <laughs> you're just like max. flexing on it i was you're flexing your arm candy on I everyone i was that's all i needed i didn't need to kiss him i didn't need, he held my hand i think for a second there you go. Um, for a 16-year-old Constance, that's all. That was that's what I wanted. That's that, huge. I, that was a huge deal for me. Um, but we walked around the grounds together at the BNP, and I had a great time. And I was like, we took a selfie together. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to take this to Nick. And then I like saved it because I was so like weird and yeah, it was so that's fun. What, I actually think you sent me that selfie. Yeah, I, I like, <laughs> also she's talking about the other Nick at first. She sent me this the other day. <laughs> I thought it was the funny. We were watching his U.S. Open match. Yeah, I was like. Oh my gosh, well, maybe I should have talked to you long. No, it's kidding. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of my first run in with Cressy. 
Yeah. And then That's... didn't talk much sense. He probably thought I was a weirdo at the end of the day. Hey, Maybe I just scared him. You, you got your afternoon with Cressy. You got to show him off. I mean, walking around the BMP Paribas yeah. Open. I think that was like a 2012 flex. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure I was a ball kid for that match you were watching. <laughs> like, that's probably, I swear, we just run into each other at all these things oh without my gosh. knowing it. Well, I grew up like being in the desert all the time and you being yeah. in the desert, it's crazy how we never really ran into each other. No, I know. I think I maybe had heard of you. Yeah. Like kind of sounded familiar. Yeah, because I was there all the time. I played yeah. all the tournaments up there. Oh, yeah. Wait, which like? There's all of them. Every Gordon tournament. Oh, my God, Gordon. I Every Mission, Mission Hills tournament. <laughs> everything I was in every weekend because I had an uncle who owned a house there and we would just hit there all the time. And I hit with like Austin Rap who played at UCLA and... Um, in like College of the Desert guys from Brazil who would barely speak English. My mom would pay to hit with me and it was cool. I loved it. That's, I loved that. That's actually so funny yeah. to say that because I had a Brazilian tennis coach in the desert for a while. Oh, really? And I swear every other week he'd just bring some random Brazilian kid from, from COD, College of the yeah. Desert, and just hit with me for an hour. Yeah. Like, it was great. Oh, the so great. I mean, they're just dirtball grinders yeah. out in the desert. I love the desert. I go back to that time all the time when i was there training and i loved it i yeah the only time i ever want to go back to the desert is for indian wells yeah it's it's so much fun there yeah i love it i think that's my favorite tournament it has to be it has to be i mean it's indian wells yeah like there's nothing better than i know i know i love it and so you know kind of moving on you said like you just said you played at uci Yes. When, like, how did that go down? Because, you know, you transferred to SC then. What, why'd you choose UCI and then why'd you end up transferring and switching over to SC? Right. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. That's also, you know, I was suffering some pretty serious injuries that are really back, bad, bad back injury in high school. And that really set me back mentally on my tennis. And I decided I wanted to be closer to home. Um, I was signed to Texas A&M. And I also was verbally committed to Arizona State University. I had such a whirlwind of recruiting and feeling pressure that I have to be at a school for the name or for the sports. And I had the stigma that I had to, I put my college tennis on such a pedestal and it put too much on me. And I was at a point where it's like, you know, I three weeks before Texas A&M was supposed to start, I it just didn't feel right for me. And so I decided to like decline and not go there anymore. And I, the coaches, I have so much respect for the coaches who recruited me because they allowed me to get out of my NLI so I could actually like play in a year of college tennis. Because technically, if you sign an NLI, you can lose a year of eligibility. And my coaches were nice enough to not do that. So, and then someone at the last minute transferred out of UCI, and um, my sister was there at the time, and then I found out they had a spot. And long story short, like that UCI coach went like over hoops for me. Oh my gosh, my dog. Um, my the UCI coach like bent over backwards for me to get into UCI because it was such a short notice like for UC school the process is a little longer with admissions and um, you know it was it was crazy and I was very happy for that year and overall I just wanted more in my tennis and just a bigger school and I was ready to go to, to do something more and it just worked out for me to like transfer and I really didn't know if I was going to go to USC. I didn't know. This was before like the coaching changed happened. This was before I just left UCI knowing like I just want something bigger and I didn't know what that was for me. Um, but I landed in my dream school. Yeah. So then how did you sort of end end up with USC? Yeah. Like picking it? And... Um, so my coach, Dave Secker, who's now the NC State um, assistant coach, 
called Allison and said, hey, I have a player and I would love for you to come watch her, blah, blah, blah. And she came to watch me in Newport. Um, this is like days before after she was hired. And she watched me hit a little bit and then she talked to me afterwards and we had a really good conversation. She's like, what do you want in a team? And I said, all I want is good team culture, girls who want to push each other and just be in an environment where I can grind and be the best tennis player I can be. And she was like, okay. And we had a really good conversation. I'm like, so am I like, yes or no? And she invited me up to campus like a couple days later. And my parents didn't even come with me. They were like, I don't even, I don't know. I feel like no yeah. one really believed that I was going to go to USC. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll um, see you in two weeks or whatever. But I drove up to USC by myself, met her in her office, and we had a really good conversation. And um, she offered me the spot. And I said, yes. I like had no hesitation. I'm like, yes, I want to go here. This is my dream school. Like I like my dream came true that day. Yeah, and, and so what? What's it like, you know, playing for USC, putting on the Cardinal and gold, yeah. the interlocked SC logo on the uniform? What What's that like? Yeah, it's honestly surreal. I mean, I get to play for such an incredible university and a school I grew up watching and football and everything. And I I I've always grew up loving USC, being from Southern California, being from Orange. Um, you know, there's a lot of USC tennis. We have Caitlin Christian from Orange and Stevie Johnson's from Orange. So I'm just another Orange USC tennis Trojan. Yeah, and so what what's it like being a student athlete? I mean, you hear it's legendary. You, the you know the stigma is that student athletes get treated like kings and queens, mm-hmm. and they run the school. What what's been your perspective of? how you're treated at the school and yeah. does it sort of live up to the hype? What's what's the best part about being a student athlete, obviously, uh, other than uh, the free uh, Nike gear? I mean, it's hard being a student athlete. It really is. I mean, the hours that you put into and, you know, the bare minimum is 20 hours a week, but I'm not doing that. I'm doing more. So I'm doing as much as I possibly can. And with classes and studying and everything, it's a full-time, it's a full-time job. I mean, I don't have a lot of time on my hands and I love it. I mean, I love it. There's no like complaint about it. I just, how it is. And it's just a different life that you sign up for. And I wouldn't exchange it for anything. And I've been treated really well. I have a great support, like through USC athletics, the support staff through academics and everything in that category is awesome. I love going to the McKay center and studying and, you know, being around an atmosphere of high-level athletes and you get to see say hi to your other athlete friends. And it's just a cool, it's a really cool atmosphere to be in. And you're around people who are your level or higher and in different sports. And that was something I never experienced until college. Yeah, and I mean, kind of touching on that, you know, you say you're interacting a lot with people in other sports. I know your boyfriend's on the football team. Yes, like, yes. That's got to be super cool, dating a USC football player. I'm pretty sure he's a <laughs> no, stutter, too. Like, I'm cooler. <laughs> you're cooler than him? Does he know that? Yes, he, he does. That, yeah. He does. He does. Yes. That's good. Um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, we both are very committed to our sport, and it's cool to have somebody who understands and somebody who also, like, you can take get away from your sport at the same time. So, I mean, right now he's up at camp and training hard, and, um, you know, he's just getting ready for game day. Yeah, like and any other time. So I think that's one thing we both can kind of relate on is we've both dated athletes. Yeah. And like, I don't know, isn't <laughs> it not the best feeling in the world when you're at their game, their match, and you're sitting in the stands? And like, I, I don't know, I just always felt, this is going to sound super cocky, but I always felt just like better than everyone there. I'm like, <laughs> I know them. Like, after, okay. after this, like, I'm going to be like, right now you're booing this person or yeah. cheering for them. I'm sending them a meme I found on Instagram. Like, yeah. Like, they, I mean, do you get that feeling? Like, you're like, Okay, so funny story. I mean, when Brett and I 
when we were dating, I I was playing tournaments during a couple of his games, and so I couldn't come to I think the Utah game, Fresno State. So actually, I didn't come to the games. Yeah. Until like when we were official, official like together, I came to the UCLA game to meet his parents and stuff afterwards. And he didn't play that game because he actually, unfortunately, like, strained his calf. So I was just there as, like, a moral support. But I didn't come to that halftime because I was like, I'm meeting his parents for the first time. I should look, like, cute and presentable and not looking like I sat through an entire football game. Not look like, you know, an so SC student actually, on game day. I actually day. came, I think, at the third quarter because to keep my curls in and my makeup look good. <laughs> well, I remember I ran into you at the at the Holiday Bowl and you were like, decked out, fully dressed up. Like, you gotta just, I don't know, I was just like, to look good, you know, for yeah. these... I never, you know, I'm always sweaty in tennis gear and whatever. And to support Brett and my, my boyfriend his game, I'm like, I don't mind getting getting yeah. festive. So yeah, and I mean, you just like kind of you like carry this aura about yourself when you're there. Like, did I flex? like? Um, it, no, no, no. I think everyone just has that when they're really like dating someone like who's an athlete and competing. You're like, I didn't know. You just like have this aura of like, yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm I don't on know the, the mojos though because. I mean, there's other girls there that, like, wear the sparkly hats and the numbers and stuff. I'm not really that person. I just come, I just want to look good and, you know, support support him. And yeah, so that's, that. that's like, yeah. gotta be fun. How did you guys, like, end up talking? Like, was it just, you know, like, you saw him squatting, and you're like, that's a deep squat. That dude lifts. Like, <laughs> no, what's his number? Like, how did it like, happen? I don't even know if I even disclose how we met. We met at, like, this place called Goat Hill in Newport. On like during winter break of 2018, I don't even know I should be talking about this. We met in like 2018. Yeah, we were both like I think we were both like dating people at the time. I recognized him. I was like, this guy looks big. I think he goes to USC. I'm not sure. I think I've seen him before. So we were at. It was a bar. It was literally a bar. It's so local. No, don't 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 say that. For, don't say that your coach was actually. It was a juice bar. Yeah, it was a juice, a juice bar. bar. It was a health bar. It was at a health food bar. PM. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we met there. I mean, I don't, I'm not even a big drinker. I just was there with some high school friends. I just wanted to be out there. Yeah, you just like, go out. One, it was this one night, like I wasn't having the best day. I'm like, you know what? My, I have friends who are asking me to hang out with them and I'm the most unsocial person ever. So I'll go, like I'll participate. And so we met there and I actually was sitting at this table and he was sitting next to me. We always have like a argument of how we met, but this is, this is my side. So the right this side. is the right side. So we, I was like, hey, like, do you go to USC? You look super familiar. He's like, yeah, I'm on the football team. Like, I was like, no way, I'm on the tennis team. He's like, oh my gosh. And we had a mutual friend. He knew one of my teammates because they're in the same class in Marshall or whatever. So we like hit it off and we were talking a lot. And then all of a sudden he asked for my number. I'm like, God, this guy's asked for my number. I'm like, fine. Like, I'll give it to him because we go to the same school. I'm like, okay, I was convincing myself. I'm like, this is why I'm giving him my number. And so then we kept talking. And then I was like, you know, I don't want this. I don't know. I just was like, okay, I'm ready to leave. And I didn't say goodbye or anything. We just kind of like parted ways. And I think he was looking for me um, afterwards. And then later that night, he like texted me. Like, I think, I, I feel so bad if I'm embarrassing him. But he texted me like, I think you're really beautiful. I would love to take you on a date. Oh, and I didn't sweet. reply. Oh my <laughs> God. You left him on red? I feel really bad now looking at it. But I think that was good for him. Um <laughs> It put him in his place. Yeah. It, sh- it showed him who's in charge. Yeah, but anyway, he was really sweet always to me, and we would see each other in Little Galen for breakfast and stuff, and I always say hi to him. I was like, hi, Brad, how are you? And we'd just always like be on the hello basis, and he was always so sweet, and everyone really liked him, and so I was like, okay, this guy's always is nice for like 
he's nice. Okay, good. And I just, we didn't, I didn't think much about it until the summer he texted me out of the blue, like, hey, Constance, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm just like around campus, like training. He's like, oh yeah, I am too. And then, um, we like started to hit it off over text. I was like, oh, and then this guy's like kind of cool. And we hung out one night and we played Mario Kart with each other and he didn't like put his arm around me or anything, but I could tell he wanted to. And um, I don't know. And we just started hanging out more and more. And like overall, we just like kind of hung, hung out more. And yeah. Oh, that's fun. It's kind yeah. of a long story, but no, yeah. we love it. I mean, that's fun. And you know, it's like crazy. Yeah. Like, hey, USC athletics, bring yeah. that together. Overall, though, it's cool. Like that we both share. Like that we love our sport. Yeah. And, you know, it's cool. And that's going to be a great thing to you know. You're able to share. Like someone who gets what it's like to work hard for a sport. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know, going back, back to your team. Like you're obviously like you're coming back. I think Angela is coming back as yes, well. Yes. Yeah. Did did anyone opt out? Did anyone switch or? Um, our one of our seniors, Becca Wiseman, already before I think our season ended. I actually don't want to speak for. I I'm pretty sure she was already like kind of leaning towards being a grad transfer. So she's a grad transfer at LMU. Um, so not too far from us, which is great because I love Becca. And then Cindy Van Alphen decided to not continue. Um, but she's finishing out school this semester. She's doing great. She's having a Marshall degree. So I'm like, oh, we were close, roommates yeah. and known each other since we were 10 years old. So, um, you know, everyone's just kind of on good terms of terms of like the decisions that they made and everything. And I feel like me and Angela are super happy with staying and the others who didn't, like it was all with like good intention. So Yeah. And I think that's one of the things yeah. you we've been hearing from every sport. Like you can't really get mad at someone for opting in, opting oh, out. Absolutely. It's a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, it's a hundred percent up to you. I mean, you can either have a job lined up already, or you already know you want to go to grad school somewhere else and not pursue sports. I mean, any point, everything's okay. I mean, the fact that USC allowed me to be back on a scholarship I mean, that's, that's out of their budget. That's not anyone else's. I mean, not every school was able to do that financially. I mean, there's schools who had to cut out their tennis programs because of this happening. So I'm just really grateful that I even have the opportunity to be playing and having like a season to look forward to. Yeah. And it's good. The team's so supportive of it as well, because I think like we hear from everyone, you know, from fa the fan perspective and the media side, they're like, Oh, we got to respect their decisions, Yeah. but no one truly knows what's happening in the locker room. But it seems like the locker room, it's like, Hey, we're, ride or die like we got you yeah, yeah and i mean you've got i think you've got a couple players coming in this year and then you have yeah um, we have uh naomi mckenna and we have a girl named snow as well and claire um so i think we have a good bunch coming in and they're great players i mean i haven't talked to snow that much she's from china and i of course there it's been really difficult for her to be in communication with us and her schooling so um, I'm hoping that she can be with us soon, but it's just so hard to say. Yeah, I mean, and then also this past Sunday, actually, you had Aaron and Angela mm -hmm. playing in the finals of ITA. Yeah, like, yeah, it was a great. You guys thing are looking good team. so far. Like yeah. the team's looking pretty. Yeah, solid. I was super but, happy for them. I texted them like, "Way to represent, guys!" Like the day before their match, and um, you know, I'm super happy for them. And the fact, I mean, you can't ask anything better than a all USC final. So. Yeah, I mean, that's literally the dream. And yeah. so, I mean, what? Sort of what are your guys' expectations going into the season, even though it's a little ways out, but what are your expectations if and when there is like a dual match season? Yeah, I mean, I mean, purposes of everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to be in the lineup. Our team's very competitive with each other, and I think that's what keeps us fresh and keeps us on it and sharp. Um, so, I mean, every season could be new. Every season could be a different player at a different position. And that's the beauty of our team that anyone is 
capable of playing almost any position. So um, I'm excited to see what's coming forward. There might yeah. be other players in the mix. Yeah, and I think that's what's so fun about college tennis is you get the team in tennis, which isn't a thing yeah. at all. And yeah. I love the dual match format, you know, three three doubles, six singles. And so that's actually going to bring me to one of the first segments I'm going to have on this show is with all my college players, I'm going to do sort of a fantasy draft of draft your own college tennis team. Oh, my God. So you're going to we're going to do that right now. Oh, my gosh. With who? And just you and I, we're going to go back and forth. Uh, since you're the guest, you go first. Sure. You'll, and it'll be snake draft. So you pick once. I'll pick twice. Oh, who? You pick who twice. Who Just pro. We're going to do it pro oh. WTA tennis players okay, okay. of like your dream my dream team your dream college tennis all right so constance we're going to start the draft now you're going to pick first you're going to pick one then yes two snake draft so let's do it who's your first my first one is jennifer brady because she's a former college player high respect for her she's ucla bruin though ucla bruin that's that's my one tough thing but i support pac-12 players so that is my first pick all right well you're giving me an absolute steal I'm going to take Serena Williams right now. You know, but I had my debate with picking her or not because I'm the coach that's going to choose all the team players. Okay, you're, you see, you're a team-centric guy. I, I think yeah. I'm going for a little bit more. You're a culture type of person. Yeah, you're, I, that, I want you're that college coach. It's like, I don't care if anybody like yeah. hates each other. Just I want all the best players. I want winners. Not a bad thing. I want I want winners. I want people yeah. who are going to go out there and just yeah. absolutely I'm going to be the coach everyone. that chooses the good players but also like the ones that have growth and character and you know yeah like you see doesn't have character but you know what i mean yeah just you want yeah. you want a little more like compatibility in the locker yes. room where i want my guy, my players they can fighting be, with each they other can like each other up if they're at each other's throws good breeding competition yeah. iron sharpens iron yeah so serena's gonna be my first and then that. my second one i'm just obsessed with her game that's the reason i'm picking this she i love the way she's always attacking aggressive yeah i love aggressive players so i'm gonna go with bianca andrescu Love her. She, I think she'll be good. I think she's solid at the net, totally. so she could be handy in doubles as well. Yes. So I think I think that's gonna be my pick. So okay, you're up uh, again. My next pick is Flanelina because, first of all, with her and Monfils, I feel like honestly, she her dating him has risen her tennis from just training with him. Oh, 100%. Good for her. And I love her character and how her baseline game is. So she she's gonna be in my lineup for sure. And then my next one is Vika because I need some loud voice on my team and i feel like she's gonna be that person that closes out those big matches yeah see that's that's a good choice i'm i'm gonna get my loud player now too i'm gonna go with maria sakari okay i don't know if you've ever watched her play but yeah she's a little mighty mite she's yeah she's tiny but she fights she's loud i respect that she's on top of it and my next pick this is kind of a personal choice for me i love her she's one of my favorite players super sweet ayla tomjanovic i know she's also like super close friends with Maria Sakari, so okay. I think that'd be a good doubles pairing like, right oh, there. Okay, I yeah, see you. Yeah, a little chemistry there. I see you. Yeah, um, I think that'd be a good sort of locker room group. So we're going to go through now. It's, I think, your, your fourth and fifth pick yeah. now. No, I need, oh, okay, I'm going to do Amanda Amisanova. Uh, yeah. I love her composure on the court. She has a beautiful game. I love how she stands in the court. She just has a amazing tennis IQ. I'm just worried though at the net I mean she kind of has brick hands when moving forward I feel like that's true but she doesn't have to play in my doubles lineup okay there you go <laughs> so who, who's your next pick gonna be then okay my next pick <sighs> yeah there's so many players to choose from what am I gonna do oh Daniel Collins I love oh, those. I like the former college players you like those college I players. like Daniel Collins too she actually she's was so nice feisty. she's feisty but she was she's always been nice to me 
Hey, University Virginia too. Yeah, UVA. Yeah, there you go. You're repping. Um, yeah, there you go. So All I right, like that's her. that's a solid fifth pick. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm on my. Wait. So who do I have so far? I have Svetlina, Azarenka. Uh, you took Jen Amanda. Brady, Amanda, and uh, now Danielle. And then Danielle Collins. Okay. And so I'm gonna go for my my sixth pick. No, I picked two, two, and two. So. I think this might be my last pick. Yeah, this is, is this your last? Yeah. I go, no, no, no. I've, I've picked four so far. So okay. five and six right now. Number five, I'm going to go Christina Moldenovic. Number yeah. one in the world in doubles. Okay. She, she was former top ten in singles. You need a she doubles can player. Two both. I need a double specialist who's just going to anchor the top of my lineup. I see that. Yeah. I'm really, I'm a, she has a solid all-around game. And yeah. then, oh, come on. How could we forget about her? The teen sensation herself, the future of tennis, Coco Golf. She's not even old enough to be in college. Does hey, that count? <laughs> yeah, you know what? She she graduated early. Yeah, that's right. She she's not even old enough, but I'm yeah. gonna take her. I'm taking Coco Golf at six. She's yeah. okay. electric. She can play doubles too. You've seen all yeah. the success she's had with Katie McNally, yeah. so I'm liking this pick. Yeah. I like the way my team stacks up. Okay, okay. So I think it's your last two picks now. I'm doing Rogers, Shelby Rogers. Um, shout out to Raul Dominguez because we go to the same physical therapy place. So you got a nice American base. Yeah, I'm liking that. I do. This is not my intention, but here we, this, this is what we're doing. They understand the college game. Oh, and we got to do Venus Williams because I need a veteran on our team. Oh, wow. So you're going to put Venus against Serena. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, Serena. That so we it's like UVA versus USC. Yeah, literally, if you, two pl- if you two play yeah. against each other. It's like Oregon against USC and anything my brother and I are there. Yeah. So I think, wow, this is tough. I think for my last pick. I'm really excited about my lineup. Yeah, you have a you have a. Why don't they lineup. play pro tennis like a college match? That'd be so much fun. Like, imagine if they even did That's just. That's my idea. I have it. Imagine Documented. if they just did world team tennis as a college match. Yeah. That'd be so much more fun. Can you imagine? That, One, they, two, should three do Davis, they should do Davis Cup like that. Like Davis Cup format, would be electric. No ads. Format. Oh, it'd be sensational. I think. Wow, I really need to pick my last player though. I I need Come that on, just Nick. I need kind of a glue guy, you know? I need someone who's just gonna kinda yeah, I understand. hold every you know what? I think I've got it actually. This is gonna be a little bit of a cheeky pick. And <laughs> kinda going a little OP, but I'm gonna take Simona Halep. Wow. And not for okay. the reasons you're thinking, yes, she's a great player and can do everything. I don't love her doubles. Yeah. But she's got Darren Cahill coming with her in the locker room. <laughs> I'm loving that. I feel like Darren is the ultimate glue guy. Yeah. He's just going to hold everyone together. Okay, okay. So, we got our six players. We didn't or choose, se- we got our seven. We didn't choose Osaka. I kind of feel bad. No, Osaka's in her own, she, in her own world. She's, yeah. She, she, uh, she skipped her? college tennis. She just skipped Yeah, she completely. skipped it. She yeah. doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. Okay. So, what's, what's your lineup going to okay. be? Start with doubles and then singles. Okay, doubles. Oh. Okay, I'm going to have Brady and Vika play with each other. That's a good team. And then I'm going to have, who else do I have? I have Svetlina and uh, Shelby Rogers because I think Shelby, I like the balance of Shelby kind of being the feisty. They're both mm-hmm. feisty, but Shelby Rogers has been like such a gritty player, especially as she played in the U.S. Open. I kind of like the grit and kind of a calm person with each okay. other. And then, who else did I even pick? I like have this short-term memory. I need to like write this down. We should have written this down, but I think you had... Who else did you have? You had, oh, Danielle Collins. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, you just said Shelby Rogers. You had Danielle Collins. And then, oh, my gosh. Who, who else was it? Who else did you pick? <laughs> why, why? Oh, Venus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I need to change this up. Venus is one. Yeah. With Danielle Collins. Yeah. That's my one team. And then everything's flipped. So then okay. 
Sled Alina as a rank. Wait, did I do Sled Alina? No, I did Sled Alina and Rogers. Yeah. That would be my three. Yeah. And then two is Vika and... Jen no, Brady. And Jen Brady. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. So for mine, ooh, this... Okay, one and two, I think I just have to go... This is going to be a powerful team. I'm going to go uh, Serena and Bianca, young and old, the two yeah. spectrums of tennis. Yeah, I like that. I, li- I like that one a lot. I'm going to go... You know, this is going to be a little... No, actually, you know what? I like this. Uh, Mladenovic. Okay. I'm going to pair her up. Who who did I pick? Not with... The Greek girl. No, I'm going to no. put Mladenovic with Coco Goff at two. Okay. I like that. I yeah. think they're both solid doubles players. And then... I agree. Three, three, sing, three doubles. I mean, it's going to be my just overpowered yeah. doubles team of chemistry with Tomjanovic and Sakari. I think they'll be great in the three spot. Mm-hmm. So... Now let's go for your one through six in singles. Okay. Number one, I'm going to do Venus. I, I feel that she's going to be the stable one. Two, Vika, because I feel like she's not as consistent, but she can win at those high-level matches. Three is going to be Sledalina. I like her base game. Four is going to be Rogers. Five is going to be Collins. And then six is going to be... Who's my six? Who am I missing? Six... Oh, you had five. Oh, Amanda. Oh, yeah. Did I choose Amanda? Yeah, you Amanda's did. Amanda's going to be my six. Oh, that's a good yeah. six. Wow, okay. Because although her net game's not there, what, what am I going to Her gonna singles say? game her is singles there. Her singles game's there. She's always going to win. She's going to win every match. That's that's a good choice. I'm yeah, going to go. That's sad. That I, I hate you to like, put somebody at a six that, that, that level. Like I feel bad. But no, you, you have there to. There you though. go. That's it. You, hey, six. A point at six I want her counts to, just as I think as I'm going to be that one. coach that's like, if you start winning every single match, I'm going to put you up at a four. You know? Oh, see, I would keep mine at their spot because, hey, a win at six is the same as a win at I one. I agree. I agree. So I'm going to go one. Serena at one singles. There's no that's other way to go. That's not a question. That's, She's got to play Venus. You know? Yeah, that's going to be an electric yeah. match. Crowd's going to be bumping for that. <laughs> electric atmosphere. So that's going to be my one singles. My two singles, I think this is where it gets a little tricky because I could do Halop or I could. I think I'm going to go Bianca at two singles yeah. just because I think she has the ability to take the match out of your racket. Mm-hmm. And even if, you know, she might struggle with injuries or wobble and get a little shaky, I think just the potential to take over a match, I like that a yeah. lot. Three singles, Simona, just consistent grinding baseline. I love that about her. Four singles, I think I want to go... I kind of want to go with the hot hand in Coco Golf. Mm-hmm. I think she will really just sort of yeah. be in there. Really solid. Yeah. Five singles, I'm going to go with... Who am I going with at five? Oh, five, I'm going to go with Sakari. Respect. Yeah, I like that. I, I, like I kind of like a vocal player at five. Yeah. Gets the lower half of the lineup yeah, going. Yeah, she can pull out that fourth point. Exactly. And she, she wins when she's supposed to. And then yeah. she's not super consistent against the top players. No. But she has the win. She's super fit, gritty. Exactly. I love that. Just like a prime five. And then... At six, I want Isla Tomjanovic. She's kind of my wild card. She hits big and yeah. on any given day can beat any given player. True. Which, you know, it's a risk versus reward. But I'm going to go with Tomjanovic at my okay. six. Well, people who are watching this should vote. Yeah, exactly. We, we'll we we'll do a, um, an Instagram poll. Okay. And we'll vote. We'll, we'll get okay. all three people Sounds to vote. Good. Yeah, we're going to do that. So that's one of my segments. Now, this is... I have Such two more segments. Segment. I know. I, I like it, especially because the it college really players gets, get it. It really gets my, my thoughts going. I'm like, yeah, because wow, I, I mean, I didn't even think about the whole, like, how they're going to be in the locker room. I'm yeah. like, we're going to go win on the court. Exactly. So 
the next segment is, you know, this podcast, it's about tennis and I love tennis, but I also hate tennis. I think Mm -hmm. it's incredibly boring at times. Yes. And as much as the sports give me, as much as I want to give to the sport, I love it, but it needs to get, it needs to get it figured out in terms of certain things. So I have two questions for you. The first one is what do you hate most about tennis? And not just like, and not the, not I don't want like in a match situation like oh my opponent's truly What I out hate of about mind. tennis in terms yeah. of just the sport like and how ho- I pe- how people perceive it maybe anything yeah what whatever you want just not something like oh when my opponent my opponent's just treeing at like an entire match okay what I hate about tennis is that it doesn't it, it's not going to be your friend tennis will not be your friend the only way to be good at tennis is to play tennis twenty four seven. And there's no such thing as an off season. Yeah. So it's a love hate thing because I, I luckily have a passion for tennis still at 23 playing college tennis. But then also I hate it for the same reason I love it is because you have to play it all the time. It's to all, be good. yeah. And then, so that's probably the number one thing. It can't be, I'm not a seasoned sport person where, oh, if I train in a gym for two months, I'm going to be good. There's no such thing as that. If, if that's a thing, then someone needs to tell me and correct me because it's not... It's yeah, it's not, not a thing. thing. Like, you yeah. look at pro tennis players, their off-season literally is a it's, week and a half. Yeah, exactly. Like, you go home, you celebrate Christmas, and then... And then you go back out to court You go day. train yeah. back on it. So I think that might be the same reason why I love it. <laughs> it's, it's non-stop. And that's why you said, yeah. you know, earlier, you were like, oh, I took two weeks off. It felt like a year. Yeah. Because you're probably used to hitting two, three times yeah. a day sometimes. I mean, and somehow I still love it, but... Yeah, there's di- yeah. times where, man, I really hate that part of it. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go, the next question, it's more of a fun one. Good question. Or I guess it's sort of the yang to the yin of this question. Okay. It's what's your favorite part about tennis? Okay. My favorite part about tennis is being able to be in a setting where I just like can be, I feel like I'm most myself when I'm on a tennis court. That's so like cliche, like I'm myself, I find myself. But I really feel like I'm my full self on court and I'm most like vulnerable, like gritty, angry, like happy on court all at the same time. And it shows when I'm on the court. And I think that's such a powerful thing that I, that I feel on court. It's just something I never feel in any other daily life other than on a tennis court. Yeah. It's, it's such a great, yeah. it feels great being on the court. You're yeah. just there so and you're playing. My favorite part. I think yeah. it's just the feeling, this rush that I get on the court that I can't find anywhere else except being on a tennis court. Yeah. And now, the final question of the podcast. We're going to wrap it up oh after gosh, this. I'm but sad. I know. This is a fun time. <laughs> the time went by super quickly. Yeah. And this one, I'm going to be doing... This is also kind of a segment that I want to ask all my guests. And I'm just having random people send questions in. Yeah. And, like, I have friends of mine. I'm like, don't make it about tennis. Be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So, this one actually comes from one of... Uh, my brother's roommates up at Oregon. Okay. He wants Shout to know. Out to him. Yeah, he wants to know who has the best calves on the team. Best calves. The best calves. Oh my like, gosh. Like whose calves do you look at? And you're like, those are steak sauce. Those are prime. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, some people arguably say I have good calves from like that's lifting. Prime. <laughs> that's That's. That's. I think good... it's more my quads from when I'm lifting. Like I don't know when I walk. I guess I have like the line oh, that's that the people dream. want. And like you have the line, I didn't know that until college. But I guess calves, in terms of someone who can lift heavy and like you can see it, is Angela. Angela. I give it to her. I, I, I'm not shocked at yeah. that too. I mean, super strong beast oh, in the yeah. gym. So I oh, give it I to bet her. she's an absolute animal in the yeah. gym when it comes to working out. Yeah, for out. sure. Okay, 100%. well, I mean, thank you for we. I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah. We covered food at Grand we Slams. 
everything covered, about my life. Now yeah. you don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now everyone knows everything about you. Yes. This was a super fun time. I had such a great time. Yeah, thank you I'm, for having me. Thank you for being the first guest on the show. Honored. Hopefully it's going to be going to take off. Hopefully and, a few more. Maybe we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll do a round two. Yeah. Maybe when the season Recap. starts or something. Yeah. Yes. Catch Let's up. Well, thank you very much. And this is the end of this first episode of the First Surf Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'll be uh, releasing episodes probably every every week or two. And be sure to follow the Instagram account and at First Surf Podcast. And thanks for tuning in and love you guys.